Thank you for tuning into the Pictures of Lily podcast. I'm your host, Lily Moayeri. I've been a music journalist since 1992, and I interview a lot of music-related people. This podcast is about my experience behind the story, my experience doing the interviews, just to give you a snapshot of what it's like on the other side of the digital recorder. Pictures of Lily. Thank you, everyone, for tuning into our podcast. We appreciate your giving us your time and attention for 10 or so minutes. As always, thanks to those of you who have subscribed or followed us on any of the podcast platforms. All the platforms are linked on picturesoflily.com. We're also linked there on SoundCloud and on YouTube. In this episode, I will be talking about the most recent interview I did with the UK's Damon Goff, more commonly known as Badly Drawn Boy, whom I spoke to about his latest album, Banana Skin Shoes, for Under the Radar magazine. Here are a few snapshots of my experience interviewing Badly Drawn Boy over the years. The first time I spoke to him was for his first ever U.S. interview back in 2000. This was for his debut album, the critically acclaimed The Hour of the Bewilder Beast. This was the album he won the UK's coveted Mercury Prize for, and I spoke to him for my first piece for The Fader, which, at the time, was a brand new publication. We were on the phone for hours and I learned a lot about his music trajectory. While it seemed he came out of nowhere, he had been working on music for 10 years. He had guested on the first Uncle album and put out two EPs on his own label Twisted Nerve. Then he went to record at Radiohead Studio in Oxford, England. And then things finally took off. Damon was pretty confident, bordering on arrogant when I spoke to him. Here's a quote from that interview. The translation between England and America has been lost recently. Do well in America and you can't get arrested in the UK. By the same token, there are bands that are doing really well here in the UK and America doesn't know they exist. This bullshit about strategy and formula to break an artist, all it takes is for one person to hear a song. I'll be that glue that will bring it all back together. It's not about geography or where you're from. It's about where you want to take your life. I'm somebody that sticks to what I've done, whether people knew about me or not. I'm still doing what I do. I've still maintained my path. I knew five, six years ago, my music, whether anyone heard it or not, was what I was going to do. Now that I've got a bit of a platform for it, I'm totally going to use it and abuse it and do exactly what I want. I've been pissing in the wind I chanced a foolish grin And dribbled on my chin When Damon came here to Los Angeles for gigs, we met in person and he was pretty abusive to me, which surprised me at the time because one... We had such a good conversation during our interview on the phone, 
And two, I hadn't had that kind of experience with musicians before. Fast forward 10 years to 2010, and we came together for another interview for his album, It's What I'm Thinking, Part One. By this point, Damon had had seven albums plus soundtracks, including his popular one for About a Boy. We had a similarly lengthy conversation to what we had 10 years prior, but this time he was a lot more humble and he actually acknowledged that he was horrible to me in person and he apologized for it, which I was not expecting. This is what he told me at that time. My whole life, I've been completely wrong about almost everything from the beginning. You learn about yourself from the way other people see you. Being in the public eye exaggerates all of that. You see yourself a lot more than you normally would. Never stop When he came into town then, he played two nights at the Troubadour, and I went the first night, and he invited me for the second night. By the time I got there the second night, he had gotten into an abusive scenario with the audience, which was shocking, really. And then he saw me in the crowd and called me by name, and at that point, he hadn't won anyone over with his behavior, and I didn't want to be known as a friend of his. He did apologize to the crowd, but we had to hear about it repeatedly after the show. Another fast forward to another 10 years to this year when I spoke to Damon for the third time. For the last decade, I just assumed he had been releasing music and I just wasn't aware of it. It was only when I was preparing for the interview that I realized he's been completely silent, barring a soundtrack in 2012. So of course we had to talk about why that was the case. Damon was even more humble than last time and certainly more self-aware. He's gone through a lot in the last 10 years. His marriage breaking up, alcoholism, he was diagnosed with Crohn's disease and diabetes and had to have both hips replaced. He had financial issues from an investment gone wrong and went bankrupt. All of this was hindering him getting on with music, and the longer it took, the easier it was not to do music. But he met someone new, and now he's remarried with a young son. This is his third child, and he's sober, and he's healthy, and he's on steady financial footing. Everything he's been through has given him a lot of great material for Banana Skin Shoes, which is his most honest and personal work yet. This is what he told me about that. My shtick is to be honest. I can never be anything but honest, or as honest as I feel I can be. It's a new level of honesty for me than I've had the capability of in the past. I've tried to always touch on the truth, but I've been so confused that I've not quite got there. This album is the most honest because of what I've been through, and I've had no choice but to deal with it and articulate it in this way. It doesn't make the album more worthy or anything. I don't deserve a gold medal for being honest. It's just something I can't avoid. I really wish I could because it is tough to talk about it. Not because it's painful, but I wish I could make some nonsense up so I don't have to talk about me all the time. But it's the holy grail as a writer to connect something true, a line that makes people think. 
And that's my snapshot of my various experiences interviewing Damon Goff, also known as Badly Drawn Boy. The full feature is online at undertheradarmag.com, as is the second interview I did with him, and both are linked on picturesoflily.com. I don't have the fader feature digitally, but I might scan it and post it at some point. Damon is doing live streams and interfacing with his fans on a regular basis across all social media platforms. I highly recommend tuning into him as it's entertaining and a rare treat to be able to hear so much of his music perform live and to have this much access to him. next episode, I'm going to go a little further back in time, all the way to last October and my interview with Elenium, whom I spoke to for DJ Mag North America at the time of the release of his third studio album, Ascend. From myself and my co-producer, director, editor, Lawrence Schroeder, thanks for listening. And once again, if you haven't had a chance to subscribe or follow the podcast on any of the podcast platforms, please do so. And please rate and review. You can connect to us on picturesoflily.com. And from there, you can choose your preferred podcast platform or SoundCloud or YouTube. You can also find the playlist for the podcast on Spotify and YouTube. As always, thanks for listening. Pictures of Lily.